So we want to welcome everybody. Can we say welcome? welcome. I hope they heard that. And I'm sure they did. But I know you're here and we thank you for being here. I do want to talk just briefly, just open up. Just, since we're in August and in the beginning of August, usually August becomes a hot month. Can I hear an amen? amen. How many enjoying what we got? Yes. Oh, it's been cool. It's been uh, the humidity's down. Brother Joe's been praying for snow. <laughs> we don't want no snow, though. Not yet. Not yet. It'll be here before we know it. But I know some of you are thinking we need a cold winter because of the bugs and the mosquitoes and the fleas and all the other stuff that comes with that. Uh, I can remember talking about in August, it starts moving in. You can start hearing the, the difference in, in the bugs and things flying around and, and it's the hot and usually it is hot. The grass starts turning a nice color of brown and uh, all of a sudden you start looking around and says, are we going to get any more rain? And all of a sudden, you start anticipating because everybody starts talking. Even in August, sometimes people says school's starting, so we're going to get the last vacation in when we can. Can I hear an amen on that one? Amen. So they go to beaches. They go to other places to try to get the last little bit of vacation in before school starts. Because when school starts, it's a regiment that you just keep continuing going on. It's hard to get away. And so in that time, I remember coming into that. But there comes a change in August at times, uh, when you can smell the rain moving in. All of a sudden, the leaves start turning up because they say, we need rain. We want rain on the trees. They see that. And all of a sudden, you feel a change start happening. You said, the things we've been wanting, we finally starting to see. You know, another thing I like about August, things start growing. I like watermelon. <laughs> it's good. It starts growing. The stores have all the, the vegetables, the fresh-grown vegetables, and the, this and that, and the, the crops look good. The, the corn starts tussling and getting tall. You can't see through it and things like that. It's really good, though, when you can eat the fresh things that comes off the garden. I love that. But one thing that we notice as we see and we talk about sometimes we need rain because don't like the brown grass, the crops need it, all of a sudden you can anticipate you can just feel a change getting ready to take place. Something's getting ready to happen. And that was, at this point in time, physical rain. You can sense it in the air. You can feel it. Some people can feel it in their joints. Those that have arthritis, you said, yes. <laughs> Arthur comes around at that point in time. But can I tell you, I sense a change taking place in our world we're living in today. Some of it is not so good. I hear war drums being beaten right now. They're talking about we could possibly be in a war. Change is happening across the landscape. They're trying to keep peace. They're trying to keep that. But can I tell you that when you are facing these threatening times, we have one we can turn to. We can look to one. I never forget 9-11 when things happened and it took place that that felt like we were in one way attacked and we were in this America. People were afraid. What's going to take place? They kept calling us because we was pastoring in another place. Are we going to have prayer meeting tonight? I said, we have prayer meeting every week. Where are you? You waited till now to pray, but now is not the time to wait. Now's the time to get a hold of God. Change is on us. But the one thing I noticed from scripture that we see, we've seen that Samuel comes on the scene. He was a miracle baby. 
In Israel, they had settled into their land called Canaan, but now become Israel. They've been there for 200 years. Things have been the same for quite some time. But all of a sudden, the people, and even in the spiritual aspect, the priesthood started changing. Things started going not so good. And we see that, that things were not because the Bible says, as we just read, the word of the Lord was very rare. God was not speaking to Israel like he had in the past because the people had started changing and started rejecting and started chasing after a lot of things. They wanted pleasure more than they wanted God. They wanted things of what they can obtain from jobs and places. In this time, it was agricultural. How can I advance everything? And that's what they were looking for. Things had changed. But let's read just a little bit here what took place with Samuel. Samuel was a boy that was born for the right time. Go to verse 4 of the same chapter that we just read. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4. And the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Where? Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose as before and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was, had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as it as at other times. Samuel, Samuel. Say Samuel, Samuel. Samuel, Samuel. Let me say this. God knows your name. God is calling you. He does and he will because he loves you. He has a call and a purpose for you. But let's read on just a little bit more. And Samuel answered, Speak for your servant hears. Verse 11. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears will tingle. What a great story. But something I, rep I see here that Samuel represents a turning point. Something was taking place and Samuel now comes on the scene. He was a miracle baby. His mama could not perceive, could not conceive any of what we call having a baby. And now God opened her womb and now she was able to have a baby. But it wasn't just for just having a baby. God had a purpose and a plan. Samuel came on the scene at the right time. As a matter of fact, if you read about Samuel, he was a prophet. But now he's placed into the priest realm. See, 
I sense in, as I see a turning point, there's a turning point in America. There's a turning point in many's lives. There are a lot of people searching for things. They're searching for areas where I can get satisfaction. We have a lot of people that are demonstrating right now. They have a cause they want to stand for. The values of this generation is different than the values of my generation. We value the home, having a good job, a good career. They value the environment. They value a lot of other things that at one point in time, I didn't think anything of. Those are good causes. I understand that. But something we see that it comes to a place, a division has taken place in America. That we have one pointed this way, one pointed that way, but they don't like each other. They hate each other. That is a dangerous place to be. In Israel's point, we've seen that, that there come a point in time when the winds of change and opportunity was getting ready to take place. I like what the Bible says, that God placed Samuel at the right place at the right time. One thing I noticed before the book of Samuel, there's a book called Judges. And the last verse of that book says they done what they wanted to in their own eyes. And they were ruled by judges. Almost sounds like America today. I'm going to do what I want to. I don't respect anybody. I seen a video the other day. That's something that kind of took me by surprise. This police officer had taken a suspect or tried to get him to come to his senses. And he followed him. And he says, he had a gun out, his gun. He pointed at him. He says, take your hands out of your coat pockets. Take, kept repeating that. You know what that suspect did? Turned, pulled a gun out of his hand and shot the police officer. Thank God the police officer is fine. But we are living in times that we don't know what to expect anymore. You say, well, that's other places. In Warsaw, there's some things happening that is beyond my mindset anymore. We need God, church. We're living in changed times and things are changing. We see that everybody was doing what they wanted to according to what we see from Scripture. But let's look some places before we go too far. First Samuel, we've seen a mother. We've seen she was desiring to be a mother. At that point in time, she wasn't. She prayed to God. God, I need a miracle. And all of a sudden, God answered her prayer at a place called Shiloh, at a place that she could seek the Lord. Today, we celebrate a birth of a child. Scripture says we should mourn because the days sometimes will be full of sorrow. But I celebrate the birth of Esther. Yes. I celebrate <laughs> the birth of Esther in our family. I celebrate because God has allowed us to have it and I truly, truly believe she's going to be a prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, I'm going to teach her how to pray. Yes. <laughs> this is where we pray to the Lord. We're going to pray. <laughs> Tells me that this miraculous thing, God answered her prayer. It lets me know that God still wants to answer prayer. Let me say this, if you are discouraged, if you're downhearted, and you're thinking, what is going to take place? There's a lot of changes. God still answers prayer. <laughs> it's not time to look away from God. One thing I like what Hannah did, she ran to God. She ran to church, went to the altar. The ministers thought she was kind of 
loopy because of being drunk, but she was not. She was overwhelmed with the situation. She went to God. Now is not the time to turn away from God. Now is the time to turn to God. He still answers prayer, church. And we must understand that. See, Israel was at a crossroads. Mostly they had abandoned God. They were doing their own thing. They were doing what they wanted to. But without God, there's no future. Let me say that. Without God, there's no future. You can set up laws. You can do everything you want you to regulate. But morality doesn't come from setting up laws and doing this and then. It comes from God. Far too many times, I'm, a lot of people says, well, the law permits me to do this. But I'm telling you right now, us as believers, we are on a different plane. We are of a different kingdom. We regulate by what God says. That should be a big amen. amen. Hannah showed us that. Thank God somebody took the bull by the horns. She says, I'm going to seek God. Her husband couldn't bring it. Family members couldn't do it. She was provoked by others around her. And she says, I'm going to seek the one that can make an answer to my prayer and bring it around. We also see in Samuel chapter 2. A little simple here. Eli's boys were not good boys. Matter of fact, some would think they were worthless. They were priests, but yet they were doing things that they shouldn't have done. They were stealing from the church. They were doing things that they shouldn't do with women that was coming to the church. That is wrong in itself. They didn't have no respect for the church. They didn't have no respect for the call of God. So Samuel came on the scene at the right time. We jump now into chapter 3, and we see where that all of a sudden the writer Samuel writes, the word of the Lord was very rare in that time. In other words, God was not speaking. He was silent. It's almost like that when you reject God, God says, you go your way, you do what you want to, you won't hear from me until you turn to me. That's what we see what's happening. In other words, what God was saying, no vision will be given. No revelation will be given. No new word from me will be given. I said earlier, without God, there's no future. Without God, you will fail. But with God, all things are possible. We must understand. And we also see from not only that in chapter 3, Eli's eyesight was failing him. He was getting up in years. And now his eyesight was going away. The metaphor for this was the lack of spiritual insights. We see that now Samuel didn't even perceive that God was talking to Samuel. Eli didn't perceive it. Eli didn't understand it because he hadn't heard from the Lord for quite some time. That describes America and the spiritual realm that it's in today. There's a lot of churches that haven't heard from God. They do the rudiments. They go through the situations, but they have not heard from God. If ever a time we need to hear from God, it's today. Amen. I see nothing but a spiritual confusion that's going on. I see so many people that are confused. They don't even know who they are anymore. <laughs> they can't even perceive. Look in the mirror. God created me as a male. God created me as a female. But they say, I'm an it. I don't know who I am. That is confusion. That is kind of saying, I don't understand anymore. Their identity isn't there anymore. That's right. 
This is the same way with Eli. His eyesight, but he was speaking really of Israel, what was taking place. The spiritual insight had gone. They couldn't see that God was important to every part of life. They go about doing whatever they want to. You know what it also tells me? Darkness. How many thinks we have darkness in our land today? We do it and everybody's feeling it. Everybody's sensing it. I mean, with the news media we got today, you can tune in and find out what's happening across the world in seconds. Seems like they know about it. And it's, it's on the air right now. You can see what's happening. You, every moment, you don't know what's going to take place next. But what I'm seeing is Israel was in darkness. They would try to go through the rudiments, but there was no insight of God. There was no insight of spiritual blessing. In other words, things of God was growing dim. But even in the darkness, I like what we're going to see. There's a glimmer of hope. Even though we see things happen in America, I truly believe when you can hear that they're having Bible study in the White House, there's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> if it begins in the White House, it can be in my house. <laughs> because it really starts in my house. It doesn't start serving the Lord because you go to church. It starts in the house here, deep inside your heart. And when you set up your house, because I like what Joshua says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We see that in this darkness, in this time that we see from Scripture. And it begs to let us know that God has not left those that really seek his face. Because Samuel now comes on the scene. And notice what the Bible says, the lamp of the Lord the lampstand has not gone out. There's still light. There's still a glimmer of hope yet for America, yet for people in America. They're looking. There's looking spiritually. They're looking for this. They're looking for identity where I can place myself. That spiritual confusion can bring all evil work, the Bible says, because it comes about because of envy and strife, and we see enough of that going on. But I'm telling you right now, God is going to send forth a light that's going to penetrate in the darkness. Amen. Thank God it didn't go out. See, the both we see the symbols that were Samuel was laying. The Bible says that Samuel lay next to the lights. That's where his cot was, if you want to say, or his mat was where he laid on when he slept. So he was in the area where the light was. But the Bible says that the light represents the presence of the Lord. Also, he was close to the Ark of the Covenant. And at that point, that represented the presence of the Lord. That meant and told me that God's presence was still evident even in the dark times. That God still wants to use people God still is calling for those to come out of darkness into his marvelous light. Today is a day of salvation. Don't hinder your heart. Don't hinder your, your mindset, but seek the Lord. The lamp of God has not gone out. There's a glimmer of hope, church. And God has hope for America. God has hope for the families. God has hope for this. And thank God for the birth. That brings some newness, newness of light. But my prayer is that she serves the Lord. Amen. She seeks his face. Something I noticed that Samuel laying there hears God. 
didn't perceive God. He was in the church, but yet didn't know God's voice. There's a lot of people go to church. A lot of people go there, but they don't know God's voice. And God is still speaking. God is still speaking. God is still wanting to call those outside. So some have not heard God's voice. It amazes me being in church, not hearing God's voice. But he was doing the ministry. He was just serving, doing whatever he could. Then all of a sudden God says, that boy I can use. That boy. See, there's still a remnant God is going to use. There's still a small portion that God says, I can talk to today. Thank God for that in these end times we're living in. Didn't recognize his voice, but God was calling. In dimness, there may be confusion. And there may be a spirit of confusion in our land. But I'm telling you, God is going to pour out his spirit upon those that will listen. That will tune in to him. Turn your radio on. Turn into where God's at. Allow him to speak. Samuel finally hears God. And we see that God was going to speak to him. But what was he going to speak? Something that I noticed from the word of God, a message came to him and it was a message of change. The old guard was getting ready to be put out. The new guard was going to come in. One thing I noticed that as we see this, that Samuel, he heeded. He got up even though he didn't perceive. He went to the source that he thought could help him. One, the one who was raising him, the priest. Okay, you called me. That's all the voice I remember and hearing and understand. But it was a different voice, different voice now talking to him. The fourth time he finally says, here am I, your servant, here speak. One thing that I noticed that not only a message of change, the old was moving on. Eli's priestly family was going to come to an end. There's a lot of people who don't like change. You start changing things in the way you do things in operation. I'll never forget when we started putting video on the screen up at a church. I have more people says, that's going to take away from what God's going to do. People didn't like change. They wanted the same old hymnals. Let's get the hymnals out and let's do this and let's sing this. The song leader gets up and let's go through the hymnals. That's the way we've always done it. God says, I've got something better. Take the tools I'm giving you and operate that away. Now, the ones that used to say, we can't do it anymore. They like what we have. Change was good, but change is hard. The message that was coming from, because I'm sure Eli was curious, what did God speak to Samuel? What was taking place? The older folks are thinking, what's going to take place with the future? Because now they're moving into an area and phase of their life they may not be around all the time. What's going to take place? And all of a sudden, when Eli asked Samuel, what's going to take place? And Samuel says, you sure you want to know? It's change. Change is not always easy. I remember growing up when we had phone systems that you take the dial and you went like this. Like this. And matter of fact, the first phone we had was a party line. I requested for a private line and I says, we'd like to have a private line. Well, it's going to be a few years before you get a private line. So we get on there and we hear the neighbors talking about one another or talking about the other neighbor down the road. 
So you pick it up. Oh, they're talking about Mabel again. <laughs> oh, they brought in Mary now. Oh. And pretty soon you're thinking, can I use the phone? Oh, in just a few minutes. You think, I like to cut in on this. But thank God they brought these single lines. But now look at it. Everybody's got a cell phone. The other day I was walking through work where I work at, and this guy, this engineer, was walking through, and he was coming through, and he was on his phone. He was doing this number, and he was looking at this, and he wasn't paying attention when he was going. So I thought, well, I'll try to dodge him. So I got him over there, and pretty soon he followed me there. I'm like, so I moved over another way. Next thing he's coming in. And so I just stopped. Pretty soon he got to me, he goes, he looked up and he goes, oh, sorry. I says, you almost got smacked by a beam over there. If I had moved and you hit me. <laughs> Things change, church. You might as well count on it. And God wants to change the world today. God has the way. He still has a glimmer of hope. The light has not dimmed so dark that God cannot penetrate the darkness. The lamp is still burning, church. And God is still calling those and said, if you'll go, if you'll come. But there's so many people have backed away, backed up. Now's the time to go forward. Not backing up. I've never seen such a time when people are backing away from the things of God. Now's the time to go after God. That's the time to find out what God has for me. Not to run away from it. God's got some things for you that's great. Change is not easy. The old guard's going to be gone. I understand that. And over the years, I've seen people pass on that were champions for the Christ's sake. They'd done and preached the gospel, and many have come up. Good example, Billy Graham has not gone on yet, but... He's still an example that he was preaching and thousands, thousands, it's probably in the millions that come to know the Lord. God is still looking for the Billy Grahams today. God is still looking for the Billy Sundays that would stand up and that when he made his headquarters in Wino Lake and said, I'll preach the gospel. I'll stand up and I'll hear the voice of God. I'll move forward. Samuel had to speak the message. It wasn't easy. Because he was telling Sam, Eli, things are going to end. God's going to take out your boys. God's going to eliminate your progress in the priestly realm. No more will you be part of that forever because you didn't obey. I don't want to be a part of that group that didn't obey. Now, I don't want to take away Eli because sometimes we get so in tune with Samuel and what Samuel is going to do. Eli had a part because he took Samuel under his wings. He understood what the word of God, because he spoke, he says, the Lord knows best and he will do what's right. Eli took Samuel under his wings and brought him up to understand some things. Samuel understood that the call of God was on his life, but he needed some guidance. Oh, if ever a time we not only need Samuel's, we need Eli's too. Now is the time we need to take people under our wings. But there's so many people who says, well, I've got hurt and I've, God, you have let my family go this way and now I'm just, I'm just going to back up. And Eli could have said, it's done for me, I'm done. But he didn't. He held in there. I will take 
Samuel, under my wings. I will help him the best I can, but God's going to use a new generation. And I truly believe the change that is coming, God is going to bring up a generation that is going to follow God wholeheartedly. They will listen to God wholeheartedly. I want to be what God wants me to be. God, if I can take young men and women under my wings and help them to, to boost them up, to let them go up, with the things of God, help me to do it, God. Let me not be discouraged because what it used to be like is not now because what used to be is then, but now, God, this is a new day, and I know you got a new call for our lives. The message was changed. It wasn't easy, but it was going to happen. Whether you like it or not, it's coming. I get up in the morning, I see change in the mirror. Trust me. I get up out of my bed, I feel change in my bones. My back, where did this come from? Oh. I look in the mirror, I got a little frost on the top now. <laughs> Some people look in the mirror and says, I don't have nothing. <laughs> where I used to have a wave, I got a beach. <laughs> I'll leave that one go for another day. Change happens, but how we adapt to the change is what God is saying. Allow God to use us in every aspect of our lives. The one thing is answering the call. There's a lot of people that are not answering the call. They're running for it, from it. They know they have a call, but they're running from it. And God says, now is the day. Is it not the day to stop, start, keep running? You stop running. Stop doing what you're doing. Come back to me. Some of you don't even know the Lord. You've never heard the, his voice. And today God is speaking to you. Sometimes you felt this and you said, God, I'm feeling this emotion overwhelming me. I don't understand it. God is speaking to you. There was time when I was sitting in church. I was a young man. I didn't understand. I wasn't raised in church. We didn't go to church when we was growing up. I, the only way I got to church was my aunt used to take me. And that was when we lived in Warsaw. When we lived outside of Warsaw, we didn't go. But when I went, when dad says, we're going to church and he made up his mind, says, we're going to start going to church. And we went to church and all of a sudden I felt something. And all of a sudden, all I, all I could do is cry in church. I says, what is this? I don't understand it. But it was God speaking to me. God was dealing with my heart deep inside. I want you. I love you. I need you to come home to me. I'm calling you. Samuel was the same way. He didn't understand God's voice, but he answered the call. Yeah, God, I'm here. God, I need you to talk with me now. I'm your servant. And God spoke to him a fresh word, a word that had not been given to Israel for quite some time. The word of the Lord was very rare. And now a change is coming. God was going to speak again. I truly believe in the times we're living in, God's going to send a revival that's going to hit America. It's going to hit this world because God says, I'm going to show for one last time that I'm still loving. I still care. I still have something for them, a better way in this life. If you gain the whole world to lose your own soul, what have you gained? If you don't have the Lord, I'm not saying things are not, you can't have things, but if you gain that and that's all you have, what satisfaction is it? Have a career that, that takes you and launches you. But then all of a sudden you come down the end of your life. What did it really accomplish? What successes did you really have? You may have all the merits of this world, but then you die and leave it. God is saying, I've got something better. Come.
to me. I'm calling. I'm calling. The title of the message, The Lamp of God is Still Burning. God loves you. God cares for you. God wants you to come to the place where he's at. The lamp of God is still burning. After Samuel heard from, Sam, uh, heard from God, he went to Eli. It took both to do what God wanted to do for Israel. Your families are vital. Your families are important. And without God, what does your family have? Nothing. Let's hear it again. What? Nothing. We have no future because God is the future. God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. He died for us. God loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son. He allowed him to hang on a cross that you and I don't have to take that curse. His blood was shed that it paid a price. The law required that price to be paid. Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I come to fulfill it. And how he fulfilled it, he went to the cross and he said, it is finished. It is paid for. If you accept it, you no longer have to worry about that sinful life. But I give you heaven. Thank God for that. But it's one thing to hear from God. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to say? How are you going to respond? You can hear God from God all day long, but if you don't respond, if you don't do, then what is it going to do? Today is the day that you respond. God has given you this opportunity it's a day of celebration. I thank God we had an opportunity to dedicate my grandchild, my family member. But what would it be like if you could say, God, I'm dedicating myself to you fully. I've been through some hurts. I've been through some things. But today is my day. I'm going to dedicate. God is calling you today. See, Samuel dedicated himself when he said, hear my Lord, speak to me. And he responded and he obeyed. God is saying today is your day. If every head bowed, eye closed, no one looking around, I truly believe God's opening the door right now. There's only one that can save you. Only one that can deliver you. Only one that can bring what God has. His name is Jesus. Only he can do that. No man can do it for you. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can bring what you have need in your heart and your life. Allow him to do that. He's calling today. He's needing you to come. Say, Pastor, I really don't know if I understand his voice. I really don't know a lot of things, but I sense something in my heart right now. I sense something in, of his presence, and I believe he's breathing to me. You may never have been even in church before. You may have never attended church when you were growing up. I never did when we was growing up, but there'll come a point in time something was dealing with my heart. Come, come to me. I had to respond. For me, I did. 
I thank God I did. And now God is asking you to. If you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? And what I want you to do, just lift your hand up and put it back down. as a sign that you need prayer. And I'll be praying for you. Is there would be one? Bless that hand. Is there another one that say, pray for me, Pastor? I believe he's calling me. I believe I hear something. Something's going on with me. If you just raise your hand and put it back down. Is there would be another that would raise their hand? Samuel heeded the call. He responded, not only with words, but his actions. Is there others? I know there's some that have been pondering this, wrestling with some things in your life with change. Sometimes change is not the easiest part. It's hard. Hard to change. We are creatures of habit. And God says, change is coming. Coming to your life, coming to you as an individual, coming to this world. Is there another one that would say, pray for me? Let me pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, God, you see those right now, God, that raise their hands. And God, those that are hearing you for the first time, maybe. Some that have heard you for a few times, but not yet heeded, not answered. And God, I know you're dealing with every single one under the sound of my voice. God, we ask you to make yourself real to them. Speak to them in such a way, God, that they would find a relationship with you. For you love them. You care for them. You gave them the best gift, and that was yourself. And we ask you right now, God, as you are dealing with these right now, God, that you would help them to make that next step to respond to the call that you give today. That, God, they would yield themselves to you fully, that they may find you as a friend, as one that loves, that holds their future, that has a promise of tomorrow, that has gone to make a place for us in heaven. And God will thank you in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. 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 Can you sing a song with me? And it goes something like this. I know we don't have music.